Hello, and welcome to another episode of Crosstalk. I'm John Wayne, and as always, the lovely. There's no other guest, so I'm not yep. being coy this time. No, just me. Just, just Jonathan, and that's enough. Um, but uh, welcome. We are starting off another new series. We've been going monthly with these new series, and so uh, hopefully you've been able to keep up. Um, but we've been theming them off of our seasons, right? Well, October wasn't really a scary one. No. That kind of was happenstance. Redemption was fun, but uh, just coming off of talking about being thankful, being thankful in different ways. Um, you know, we have a, a very different perspective uh, for those of us that believe in Jesus, and that's no different when we come into the Christmas season, right? Now, Captain, are you a are you a Christmas guy? Like, do you enjoy all things Christmas? Some things Christmas? You know, where where's your heart? Yeah, no, I I like Christmas. I enjoy most things Christmas. There are very few things I don't enjoy with regard to Christmas. So yeah, no, I I like Christmas. Gotcha. I'm I'm a I'm less Christmassy. Uh, I'm not a very festive person. Um, I like the eggnog. Yes. <laughs> I love the eggnog. I've had eggnog since um, mid-October, I think. You you keyed me into that. You had it first. And That's normally I'm on, I'm on point. Um, but no, so wherever you find yourself as a, as a Christmas person, whether you are a Grinch or whether you are, you know, the one with the brightest house on the block, um, we still, I think, because of our faith, have a different perspective in the Christmas season. Um, you know, very cheesy, but, you know, the reason for the season being Jesus. Uh, it's not an excuse just to get that air fryer you've been wanting. It's not just an excuse to, you know, um, eat some gingerbread cookies. It, it should be a time where we reflect on the greatest gift that any of us could ever receive. Was he born in December? Was he born in July? I don't know. But I know it's a time to celebrate the coming of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, and the importance of that. And what I would fear is sometimes we get to a point where we roll our eyes at the yearly stories, you know, the, the Christmas stories and the Easter stories are just like, oh, we know he was born in a manger. <laughs> uh, and so... With that in mind, actually, uh, by your influence, uh, th this comes from your your bright noggin, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're, we're doing much like we did with uh, our thankful series and kind of shifting perspective a little bit. We're not just we're not going to talk about mangers and shepherds. We're going to talk about, OK, Jesus was born. Yeah. Awesome. What do we do with that? What does that do with us? And that's why we're titling this series living hope because uh in kind of in a flashback to what we discussed in uh, our redemption series you know that it should have an effect on us yeah the way we live the way we interact the way we react all of us our person should be affected by the the birth and life and death and resurrection of jesus yeah and so we're not going to be looking at Luke. I'm sorry. Um, instead, we're going to be looking at uh, a very fun book 
of the Bible and one that uh, I fear too many people don't read. I feel like most people don't read after the Paul letters. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I just not too many people are uh, citing First Peter as some of their favorite scripture. Sure. I think they're missing out, but True. it's just me. Uh, so, yeah. So First Peter um, chapter one uh, is kind of where we'll, we will situate ourselves um, for this series. Uh, and each week we'll just be talking a little bit more about what this living hope is, what it means for us. Uh, and so this, this first week, we're talking about a hope that will transform your life. So not unfamiliar to us uh, in discussion for sure, but um, when's the last time, Captain, you've had an encounter that left you different. You met someone, you did something, and you were different afterwards because of it. Hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, anytime I encounter right the Holy Spirit, right, obviously is a is a life changing thing, and that happens rather regularly. There are certainly people in my life um, who who speak into my life that that can change my life um you know it, it's i think if we're open to the moving of the holy spirit any of those moments can happen at any point uh I'm trying to think of a specific i don't know if i have a specific off hand uh to give um but certainly there are those around me uh, you included right uh, student, uh my wife uh plenty my children that you know you can't help but be changed when you yeah. so yeah um yeah uh i i think and you said something important i think if we're open to it if we're open to change that can be every interaction yeah um we're very human so it's usually not uh <laughs> right uh, we're, we're very set in our ways and you know and i joke often because i'm a creature of habit um i order the same thing everywhere i go you know like every every place has its order right uh so i i know about being kind of like stuck in my ways um and and a lot of people joke about having that kind of personality but really to our detriment sometimes we're very stuck like we we don't want or or we aren't open uh to change and so I think that's a willful thing. Um, you know, I have the benefit with like my job and with the Salvation Army Church being what it is. Every every officer, I think, is kind of that for me. You know, every new pastor is a chance where this is a kind of formative relationship. You know, um, only once has it ever been an officer that I already knew. You know, uh, Doug was my friend before he was my boss yeah uh every other instance though it's someone completely new someone to learn and something about learning someone and learning how you work with them is kind of where change happens for me yeah uh and that's what i love about people and um certainly these past has it almost six months yeah it's been a lot it, almost been a while since june you know it's been great um kind of forming our friendship and relationship. And not that like, I feel like I've, I won 80 every time, but it definitely changes. Cause you're not Doug and sure. you know, Doug 
wasn't Andre and Andre wasn't, you know, Phil and the list goes on. No, no one's like anyone else. Yeah. And praise so, God. huh? It's a praise God. <laughs> right. Exactly. If, if we, one Doug is enough. I think we, can <laughs> <laughs> we don't Poor need Doug. any copies. <laughs> and so, um, but again, like you said, the big thing I think that you hit on that's really uh, important. We have, we have to be open to that change. Um, you know, I've heard from the pulpit uh, many a time of you can't encounter Jesus and stay the same. And I disagree. There's, there's the rich young ruler who walked away with his head held low because he knew he couldn't do the one thing that would get him eternal life. Yeah. So I, I think we can actually. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've been harping on that since I preached about it recently of just, you know, that, that idea of falling away from God, but we, we can choose to not let the character and ministry, uh, and person of Jesus affect us. And I think that is a very strong, willful thing. And so before even getting into living a hope, it has to be a hope that we, I don't want to say allow to transform us because that gives us too much authority of how God's spirit works. I don't know if you've got a better way to put it. Um, like we don't allow God to change us necessarily. Yeah. There's, there's a, um, you know, free will, right? We, mm-hmm. we choose uh, and, and what we choose matters. Do I choose uh, to listen and move as the Holy Spirit guides, or do I choose to hold back? Do I choose to believe, right? Just just that in and of itself. Do I choose to believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, right? Died for my sins, was resurrected on the third day, all that kind of stuff. And And then once I choose yes, I then have to choose to cooperate with the divine, have to choose uh, to do what is asked of me, do what is uh, what is expected of me as a believer, um, do what sometimes um, do what sometimes uh, is uncomfortable. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I almost see it as this. I like. Your kids don't allow you to be a parent. You're a parent regardless. It's more their responsiveness to your parenting. Yeah. Right? Like it's going to happen either way, but it's about how much you're going to go along with it and end up reaping the the fruit of it or how much you're going to resist it and then be mad at me because you did what you wanted to do anyway. <laughs> and so, but yeah, and, and it it's a... I illustrate it that way just because I, I see it very much as that, you know, God is this parental figure who knows what's best for us, wants what's best for us, and, and, and is trying to lead us into that by his spirit. And it's about how, like, you, I, I like the word you chose for it, how responsive we are to it, because he's going to do it regardless. Yeah. It, But are we going to go along with it and therefore be transformed? And so... Um, looking, hopefully in our rambling, you've had enough time to open your Bibles. Um, I thought I would take a personal challenge and just not put the scripture up on the screen and force you to open a book, um, (laughs) 
which is just code for I forgot to put it in the thing. Uh, but it's OK. Hopefully you all have Bibles, if not see us Sunday. And so first Peter chapter one, um, we're going to eventually go through all uh, of the verses three to nine. Yeah. Um, so feel free on your own to read ahead of that and, and see where this is kind of going. But uh, verse three in particular, Captain, if you want to read that for us, if you got it. Yeah. Yeah. First Peter one, three says this praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ in his great mercy. He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Mm. It's a great verse, right? This hope that transforms, right? This, this new birth. And when you dive into new birth, you know, you, I can't help but think of, of uh was it nicodemus that comes to jesus at night and says uh you know how how can i inherit the kingdom right and jesus says you must be born again and the question do i like how does that physically happen he said no 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 born of uh water and of you know the spirit born of blood and the spirit right that your second birth would be that through the acceptance of Jesus Christ that you become born again and when we're born again that should transform us right the 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 you know very I try to differentiate these two for a reason human nature and carnal nature the the carnal nature starts to atrophy and whittle away as we transform in our mm -hmm. human nature what God created us to be strengthens um and that's that transforming right and much of the new testament you know paul takes very much a lot of care in his interactions with new believers and and uh evolving believers right to to hit on that of of change is vital in our in our faith in our coming to faith yeah, it's not at all in one kind of thing, because and and that's what I think is so great about the illustration of a new birth, is because you are an infant again. You are a needy child. You you are one yeah. who has to rely on your heavenly Father again. You know, it's almost this Yoda thing of you know you you have to unlearn what you've learned, right? And therein by by walking in this uh new path and and living this new life you're a very different uh person not to say you were a villain you know it's not to say that you were an uh, evil mastermind before jesus like right. i think so often what puts us off to looking for change in our lives is we believe we weren't that bad to begin with you know I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm still just John Wayne. I just believe in Jesus now. Yeah. Um, and I think we just kind of don't take that extra step uh, into transformation. Yeah. Right. Um, and I mean, we'd be remiss to not mention uh, Romans, you know, if we're talking about transformation, right. And there's not too many scriptures that just come to mind in that one. Sure. Um, but in Romans, right, uh, you know, to consider your life a living sacrifice, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
it's not again it's not too dissimilar to this this regeneration this rebirth kind of illustration uh in that we we really have to come in as if we we and who we've been up to this point has been washed away and is being rebuilt except now with a master carpenter behind the, the scheme right yeah. um we, we no longer have to rely on ourselves to build ourselves and to, to decide who we are. We now have a, a spiritual intercessor. We, we have someone who knows us more than we know ourselves and has a great plan for us, in fact. And so I love that you mentioned Nicodemus, too, because uh, that, that interaction is so important and, and not an often. Like, we love John 3.16, but we don't necessarily pay attention to the whole conversation there. Sure. So, um, and I, and, but again, I think the big thing too, is that it's a process. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the renewing the, you know, cause we, sometimes we look at scripture and we say, you know, are you a Peter or are you a Paul? And and what what many mean by that is, you know, Peter, seemingly Peter, it was the process. It took a while for him to get to where um, Christ was leading. And seemingly instantaneously, Paul got it, right? Seemingly. Mm-hmm. But I would also challenge that a little bit and to say, well, maybe Paul didn't get it right off the bat, um, you know, because... I think our our life experience before even accepting Christ um, informs the future. And with Paul, you know, he was he was a, uh, a Pharisee of all Pharisees. He knew Scripture, right? And when he was bang hit with the truth, oh, now all of this makes even more sense, right? I I, I think for us. I think we can get frustrated maybe because it doesn't happen as quickly as maybe we think it should. Uh, or or something like that, but I, I think it's important to have discipline in in our reading scripture, in our speaking with God, in our having accountability, um, and worshiping and fellowshipping with other believers who who are who are strong spiritually and wise. And I think those are important pieces uh, to help us grow. Yeah, absolutely. Like we have to, I think we have to strive for and find joy in the process as much as the fruit. I think that's the big thing, you know, that we get frustrated with is we want the fruit of transformation, but we don't necessarily want the process of it. Um, You know, if, and, and to be, to be fair, Generally, folks from the pulpit and 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 even the Bible itself, if read and, and with certain biases and perspective, can tell you that if you believe in Jesus, it happens, right? It just you're new, great. Like it it sets up expectations, yeah. and and if we're honest too, and in, in our heart of hearts, we want that instant transformation because. If we're coming to Jesus, we have something, right? 
like there's something missing there's something wrong there's something hurting there like there's something that's making us weigh the options of me or jesus do i keep doing what i'm doing or do i try this jesus thing yeah and it's in that sometimes that we're just like i just i, I want it i want it different i want to change i want you know something and so i feel like our frustration with the process is almost a desperation of we want that beautiful life that's painted for us this idea of of a faithful christian who you know, has their joy in the Lord, They that, that seeks their rest in the Lord, that, you know, uh, has this peace that just surpasses the, un, their understanding. Like, we want that. And I think, though, that comes from the process. And until we, until we accept Jesus and the process, it kind of, I, th- I think the transformation is harder to see and because yeah. because like you said the transformations it, it's it is those disciplines it's those things that change us yeah um it's not a course you can take it's not a, a just a a one-off thing you can do it, it has to be something you weave into your life right um and eventually you know the thing of disciplines is that they do get easier uh, but it's still a choice. You know, we still have to wake up and choose that. Although I'm tired today, I'm going to still do what I know I need to do so that I can walk in this transformation. That I can stay, so I can stay transformed, even. Yeah. Because that's a big aspect of it is, yeah, as you go through this process, eventually you will be changed. And then you've got to work out the disciplines that keep you changed. Um, you know, you have to guard your heart. You've been coming to church for 13 years. Doesn't mean that's all of a sudden a time to go on the wrong side of town. Like, you know, you, I, I think there's this uh, spiritual ignorance in that we don't want to call God's power and omnipotence into questions. So we, we're just like, surely God will protect me. Like, you know, if I, if I go and do this thing, surely God will keep me safe. And um, I think we walk ourselves into situations that uh, put our transformation in danger in that instance. Sure. Yeah, I I think, you know, having hope, having a living hope because of the transformation that is happening and us seeing that um, I'm not who I was, right? And, And realizing that I still have more to go. Like there is even more hope that, that I will continue uh, to transform. Uh, and, and one of the ways, you know, certainly that happens supernaturally through as, as you know, you've seen, I've seen where, and it's happened to, to all of us, hopefully, where you're reading scripture and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit's just like, boom, do you see that now? And you've read this scripture 10 times before, right? But all of a sudden there's this new thing that, uh, you missed before and now it's there and it's just kind of this aha and the lightning holy spirit the choir sing and the light beam comes down and all of that happens right uh it's just a great moment but also in between those moments 
you know, being again, disciplined, one of the ways that God transforms and renews our mind is by us participating in that. You say, you know, going into a, a dangerous situation or something like that, that might compromise my spirituality. Well, God gives us a renewed mind to use. Like we don't turn it off. We have to engage right. uh, our mind and what's happening around us uh, and, and all of that. And if, if we don't, um, well, then, you know, it's not great if we don't engage our minds. Um, we miss a lot of things. Right. Well, yeah, it's like it's it's that summer break. Right. Um, it, it's you remember algebra as long as you're in school and then you go off to camp for, sure. for a couple months and then come back. And it's just like, I don't know what any of these letters mean anymore. <laughs> um, and and spiritually, it's very much like that. And, and obviously, it's more serious than uh, your memory of algebra. Sure. Uh, but I'd also say it's it's so much easier. We think that just because we've been doing it for a while that it's a slow trickle, right? If I, you know, do this here, say that there, don't deal with that, you know, it's a slow trickle. I'm not losing too much, uh, but arguably when we compromise and, and like you said, when we just don't engage, you know, that renewed mind, we lose a lot of footing um, or maybe it's just me and my walk. I know if I'm not very attentive, I lose, you know, more than a foot. I lose a mile yeah. if I'm not careful. And so, and I, it's that, and we've talked about this before. Um, so I am sure people are gathering that it's, it's an important thing to us, but like that, you know, that's where self-awareness is so important to know what you can and can't do. Right. Um, some people can't misreading their bible daily some yeah. people can you know some people can't miss engaging the body of christ i don't mean just attending worship but i mean like you can't miss uh you know the in, in accountability from your circle or 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 um instruction from your circle right um some people can and um something i was told long ago that just sticks with me as a, just a life practice in general is that you're going to need things and not be able to do things other people can. And you've got to get over that difference. Yeah. You know, so often we're just very much of just like, well, so-and-so didn't come to church. You're not worried about them. Why are you worried about me? And it's just like, well, we've had those conversations, Jim, you know, I don't think we have a gym in church, so I can say that. I try not to use names of people in church because then I get a text afterwards. <laughs> Talking about me. So anyway, um, from 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 the notes, there's this really great quote. I didn't know if you wanted to read it about the man in the coat. I like this. I like this. Yeah. Quote. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Um, let's see. Many years ago, a crowd of men and women were gathered on a street corner listening to a young orator tell of the blessings of socialism. He grew eloquent as he told of all that socialism could do for men and women. In his enthusiasm, he cried out, socialism can put a new coat on a man. Uh, in the crowd was one. <laughs> in the crowd was one who had been, who had but recently experienced the saving power of God in his life. He cried out an answer to that challenge of socialism. socialism. 
Jesus Christ can put a new man in the coat. Better a new man in an old coat than an old man in a new coat. Any tailor can make a new coat, but only God in Christ, operating in a human heart by the power of the Holy Spirit, can make a new man. That's awesome. And, okay, so, I don't want to see the comment section. I, I don't want to see people tacking on to socialism. <laughs> this is not that kind of podcast. No, that's not the point. <laughs> if, if like, you missed it then. Uh I just I love the idea. You know, socialism in this is just the worldly perspective, right? Like yeah. What you can get out of the world versus what you should want to get out of relationship with Christ. Right. Um, I think of and I don't have it in front of me. I actually have it at my desk. I have like this sheet of quotes. Uh, and William Booth's got one on there and it's his one about, you know, and, unless we can get a man soundly saved like it doesn't it doesn't matter if you put new clothes on him doesn't matter if you feed his belly but unless you can get to the soul of a man yeah and have by christ them renewed and changed uh have you done any good and i'm paraphrasing a lot there but the the sentiment is very much in line with this quote of William Booth trying to really get a passion in his people at the time to understand the Salvation Army, the church, isn't a handout. Yeah, It's not a social center. It's, it's not just a place where you can get earthly needs. Praise God you can. Right? We, we can do that. We can give you the soap and we can give you the soap, but the best part of that should be that we can get you the salvation. Yeah. We can point you to Jesus, and that's what we should do. And for ourselves, we should want the salvation, not just the soup and the soap, which is an old army thing for, for folks that don't know. Uh, an old slogan I wish we'd bring back, but, um, you know, there was such a time that the army was very strict about its business. We're not just soup and soap. We're salvation. Not, not because we're special. Don't get me wrong. Um, I mean, Captain's pretty special, but uh, we can't, we, and we talked about this with redemption. We can't do any of that for you. Right. We can't make you the new man in the, 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 in the old coat. That's, that's you and Jesus. Right. And, and I think for us, as we, as we transform, continue to transform to be more like Jesus, a more redeemed sanctified version of myself right uh, the, the closer i get to that the, the easier it becomes uh to point others to that change right uh, the easier it becomes the more natural it becomes the the less of having to think about it it becomes and it just kind of flows out of us mm -hmm. as we're interacting with people we're not you know it's just like a muscle memory we're just yeah Oh, my computer's yelling at me. Um, yeah, I, I even think of a conversation I was having uh, yesterday. Um, there, there's a big Disney Plus Newsday um, that happened recently. And yeah. uh, I was talking about that with someone. Uh, but also in that, and I love Disney Plus. They, they own Star Wars. I have to. Right. Um, but in that, I naturally brought up this other streaming service I've really been enjoying lately. 
almost as if they paid me to say it, but um, if, if anyone's ever heard of Peacock, um, it's a free service and you get a lot of great movies with it and a lot of cool TV shows and everything. And it's just one of those things where it's just like, I don't, I, I find an opportunity to tell people about that because I've been enjoying it so much. Yeah. And that's where we should be going and striving. Like, that's what it should be in that we talk about, hey, you heard about Jesus. Yeah. It's this great new thing I've been trying. It's really good right. for the soul. Um, but yeah, it, it should be this thing that just comes up. You know, because when, when we have been changed by something, when something good happens, something fortunate, something interesting, we talk about it. You know, what what happens over the weekend, you take into the next week and you're going to tell somebody at work about it. Right. So why not Jesus? And I just think that, like you said, that com that comes from living in that transformation, I think. Yeah. Um, and keeping a perspective about it. I, I You know, the last thing I want for anybody is for them to think of church and and christianity as a chore yeah um <clears throat> this drudgery you know when you wander into the chapel or when you tune into crosstalk even or whatever but like this this just ho-hum about it yeah um i would i would hope that with a right heart and right perspective of 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 our faith that we would constantly be excited and elated about it be proud of it even proud proud in in god eager to tell others about the good he's done for us you know and not 12 years ago at youth camp but what this week yeah um i just i you know it's just a personal thing for me where i just i, I want to strive to be glad in the Lord. I, you know, I don't, and I think we've talked about this. We did a sermon series on revelation recently. Right. And then that idea of just like, you have a reputation for being alive, but you're not. You're you, but by all accounts of, of social descriptors uh, and everything you say, you're Christian, you go to church on a Sunday, you do these things. And by all accounts, you should be a vibrant people. But you're dead. Yeah. And that's not because you're not singing along to the songs on Sunday. I think that I, it, it's striving and, and, and leaning into the disciplines of being transformed by the spirit of God in us, you know, yeah. by, buying into this living hope that we have. Yeah. Yeah. If we don't have hope, if we don't exude hope to other people, why why would they want to be a part of what what we have? Like, you know, it talks about being a sweet aroma to those around us, and that hope is a huge piece of that. Having hope um, is a big piece of that, and then that even kind of mirrors with what we were just talking about last month with Thanksgiving when things are hard or mm -hmm. difficult or in the valley or you know, it's it's that having that hope that transforms you, that that when you're going through hard times, part of that transformation is right. When you're going through hard times, you still have hope. Right. Um, you know, and I love I love um, the song 
I love one of the lyrics in the song. It's a thrill of hope. The mm -hmm. weary world rejoices, right? This great Christmas song. That in the midst of the weariness, we have this thrill of hope. Why? And, and in the song, it's about Christ being born. Absolutely. That's why. Yeah. Well, and like, like, like we talked about earlier, like we're, we're coming to Jesus for a reason. Yeah. Or in, in taking into consideration a long uh, Christian audience, you know, we came to Jesus for a reason. Whenever it was, we still need Jesus for a reason. And it's hope. And yeah. our evangelism is really so much easier than we make it. I like, I just think so much is that if we just had the right perspective about our faith, like this, this scripture even starts off praise be to God, you know, praise be to God that he has given us this living hope and resurrection and new life. Yeah. If we had that glee and zeal about us, about who God is, the evangelism would happen. Yeah. The more we love God, the more it comes through and how we love others. And, and it's going to happen. I'm not saying you're not going to have to talk about it. I'm not, I don't like that thing of just like, you know, preach the gospel and if necessary, use word. I, I'm sorry. I've been hanging around your daughter so much, Amelia, start using her, her voice. <laughs> um, but no, you're going to have to use words. You're going to have to extend the invitation. You're going to have to preach the gospel, right? Yeah. You're going to have to do that. Yeah. But that door is wide open when you live in the hope that we've been given by Jesus. Yeah. I think. Absolutely. And the most damage we can do is when we talk about Jesus, but our actions don't line up. Right. Like that, that's... I'd rather you not talk about Jesus then. Yeah. And and that's that's the big thing, you know, and we and we've alluded to it before and, and we'll kind of wrap up here. But you know, the it's it's the the flight masks, right? You know, secure yours first, yeah. and then you can handle helping someone else out. Yeah. Now it doesn't mean it's got like your faith's not gonna get perfect. It's not an excuse to say, well, well, but Captain, I'm not I'm not there yet. And I'm still putting on my mask. And it's just like it's been 12 years, Bob. Right. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you will have to love others in your imperfection. You will have to love others in your process of transforming. Yeah. It will have to be a byproduct of it. But your greatest priority should be your relationship with Jesus. Because if you don't get it right, you can't help anyone if anything like you said you do more harm than good and so I, I i'd pray that for this series and for this season that we would be uh moving intentfully in our walk with jesus that we would continue in transformation you know um I know we have a lot of folks who have been doing this a while. They're very familiar. They know the stuff. They're not on milk. They're on steak. I get it. You're still transforming. Yeah. And that we would continue with the same zeal we had in the beginning to walk in that 
and yeah. to live the kind of hope that Jesus gives us in new life. And because we're still in a weary world. Yeah. We still need it. Yeah. They might not say it's Jesus, but they need something and they'll tell you if yeah. you listen closely. Um, well, uh, a great start, I think, to our our Christmas season, our, our season of hope. Yeah. I love that. Um, you know, and, and it's great because our, our kettle uh, theme, they've been doing themes lately. And it's largely a marketing thing, but it matters. I, I love the sentiment of it. And and this this year with it being hope marches on. Yeah. You know, um, I, I understand how life can be sometimes for everyone. So I, part of our, our hope for this series is that hope would continue for you. Maybe you reignite some hope. Maybe you need that. I don't know. Um, but we're definitely in prayer for you. If we if we can be in specific prayer for you, let us know in the comments. We've been enjoying the conversation so much, neglected to really uh, call on you. Perhaps <laughs> my phone. Uh, um, but yeah, let us know in the comments if we can pray for you specifically. Um, and also let us know your thoughts uh, on this scripture. Um, we're going to be walking through it for the next four weeks. And so looking forward to that. Um, other than that, make sure you are uh, attending uh, your local church. If you're not uh, in the Augusta area, if you are, obviously, come see us. We'd love to have you. Uh, we would love to live this hope together. Yeah. Amen. And so, um, yeah, we'll be back next week, continuing on. Uh, like I said, feel free to read ahead and we'll, uh, we'll just keep chugging along. And hopefully uh, week by week, it does a little bit better for us and for our hearts. So, Captain, would you mind closing us, closing us in prayer? And yeah, absolutely. Father, we thank you for allowing us the opportunity to uh, again come and, and talk about your living hope, that hopeful, that will transform our lives. May we allow it uh, to transform our lives. May we be actively participating uh, in that transformation. And Father, as we celebrate this Christmas season, may we stay truly centered and focused on the real reason, right? And that is for the fact that you gave your very best for us. And Father, we thank you for that. Uh, may we be people of hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, y'all have a good night.